Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. Second episode of the week on a Wednesday, not a Thursday. Sorry to freak you out, but we're here as always to break down the spring training position battles that are raging right now across the game, plus a couple of players and key points we want to hit on. And with me, as always, is fan side of MLB insider Robert Murray. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. We got a special Wednesday edition of the show today. Can't go wrong with that. But And we're all synced up today, too, so we, we especially got to love that. So how are wow. you doing today, pal? It's a beautiful day. I mean, it not to not have a computer issue yet, knock on wood. I have a wooden desk. I just knocked on it for everybody's information. Uh, feeling gorgeous. College basketball in full swing. The ACC tournament is back in Greensboro, repping the heels today. Uh, but we've obviously got baseball to catch on with, too. Uh, do, you, do you have a college basketball team? Do you, do you care about that sport? See, I don't have a particular team. Um, I just root for whoever I have in my bracket. That's honestly how I like people in Wisconsin, especially my friends who watch the show, are gonna rip on me for not saying Wisconsin. Um, but I, I'd be lying if I said Wisconsin. How about you? I don't. Well, well, you got well, you're a Tar Heels fan. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Tar Heels fan. Didn't go there. I understand people want to be like, well, that's lame. Uh, yeah, I get it. If you want to say that, that's fine. But I did not attend the university. Uh, my family members did. Loved them since I was a kid. And uh, I hope they win today. They might not. They're not very good. Um, wait, I did. Love, wait, you love the Tar Heels since you were a kid, or you love your family since you were a kid, or a little both? A little bit of both. Little column A, little column B. Yeah. Can't yeah. get rid of the family. Could have gotten rid of the Tar Heels. Decided not to. <laughs> Kept them both. Um, I did some horrific betting this year for March Madness. I feel like you're you're doing the right thing. Like you're rooting for whoever you have winning your bracket. I've placed a couple of bets on like six champions. So I got oh, a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, well, I mean, you got six out of the what, 64 teams. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. I mean, you got a you got a realistic shot of winning it. So hopefully, like, it doesn't be like an eight seed that ends up taking it. Otherwise, I don't think anyone's going to end up winning. No, I I did put money on Kentucky though. I feel like they're like a six or a seven seed. We'll see. I had a friend once, uh, unironically, pick a bracket with mascots and had a final of the puppies versus the kitties. And it was Kentucky UConn the year that they were both like eight and nine, and that was the finals matchup. So whatever works. Hey, I mean whatever, whatever. As long as one of us wins our bracket challenge or wins or one of our bets, that's all that matters to me. But if it is an eight versus nine seed, that I would actually be pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Hopefully, one of us does take it home. If not, though, we need an alternate method to put food on the table, and that is you find folks out there liking and subscribing to the channel. While you're here, mash that button. You can also get the Baseball Insiders on any audio podcast platform that you subscribe to. And we'd love if you'd hit us up there as well. But the best thing you can do for us right now is to smash that subscribe button on our channel. Robert, I know that the people subscribing specifically paid for your Chipotle the other day. Was was that good? I kid, I kid you not. I got, I had Chipotle for dinner last night and the, the people subscribing is what paid for that. So shout out to you for getting me Chipotle. And by the way, Adam, I have big news. Wow. Um, I, I do have uh, a free Chipotle burrito coming my way. So not right now, but like at some point in the next week or so, 
we'll have to get it again. So we're we're thriving over here at the Baseball Insiders. Do you have like the gold card they give out to just, I can't even figure out what the rhyme or reason is. It's just like people they like. They're like, you can have a fun gold card. Do you have that? I don't have that card. I wish I did. But I remember when I was on the Brewers beat specifically, um, I had written a story about Christian Yelich and JT Realmuto's love for Chipotle. Um, Andy Haynes, their old hitting coach with the Miami Marlins, um, told me, I think it was a joke, maybe not, but like they went like 142 games in a row going to Chipotle, which is absolutely crazy to me. I had one, I had two Chipotle burritos for dinner last night. My gut was, my gut was hurting to say the least. I can't imagine 142 days in a row. So shout out to those boys for they're much better men than me. I can't even do the full burrito anymore. I just do the bowl, no tortilla. Uh, but speaking of my gut hurting, I'm definitely starting to make gut decisions in these very crucial spring training position battles uh, that we've been eyeing in these past couple of weeks. Uh, some of uh, some of these, a lot's already decided entering spring training, right? You know, a lot of these teams are just getting their key guys reps. Garrett Cole pitched today. I don't think any Yankee fan watched that game. And he was like, oh man, Garrett Cole's got to earn it. Like, oh, phew. he had a great fastball. Like, oh, he cut through the Cardinals. Like, thank God, I really need to see something from him. But there are definitely position battles that are still up for grabs. We're going to start this show with just the latest on a couple of them, figuring out uh, and some some battles on, on key teams too, teams that are competing for championships that still have some unsettled positions. And I want to talk about the Braves fifth starter spot first, because I think this was supposed to be Mike Soroka. And I think everybody wanted it to be Mike Soroka. And unsurprisingly, he has sort of succumbed to more leg stuff, more unsteadiness, still feeling not quite ready. Um, and so you've got Bryce Elder and Ian Anderson facing off uh, for this job. And so far in spring, I'm calling it a wolf factory. Anderson has a 9.82 ERA and Elder has a 7.71 mark. Now, it's not all, it's not a results based business. No one's making this decision based on a couple of spring training starts amounting to four innings. But do you have a read on this? How, how do you feel like the Braves might round out their rotation? It's not what they envisioned at all, at least from the start. And it, it's spring training early on. Like, it's no reason to panic quite yet. But we got to see some warning signs last year from Ian Anderson. Uh, he ended the year uh, on a very down note. Um, and I think the Braves are hoping that this offseason and getting away from what he experienced last year uh, would be good for him. But so far, at least early on, it's been more of the same. So I would – I'm going to guess – well, right now, it sure seems like it's open. It's probably 50-50 at this point. Um, too early to tell, but I think Bryce Elder um, might end up being a sneaky candidate. But if you're going to have to guess, or if you're asking me right now, give me Ian Anderson. Um, but I think his grasp on that is, um, the, the, it's going to be a, a short leash, to say the least, is what that's going to end up being. Yeah, I think you're talking about like potentially the most upgradable spot for any of these championship contenders. Um, I know we think that the Mets probably fleshed out their rotation too. Jose Quintana went down a couple yeah. of days ago, so there might be some you know available rotation spots there as well. Maybe David Peterson gets back in, but the Braves uh, feel like a prime candidate to be desperate this summer to sort of say we got to upgrade that final rotation spot. That was exactly my line of thinking too. And it's 
right now we don't know exactly what those options are going to look like. Like last year at this point, we knew that Frankie Montas was going to be arguably, if not like the number one uh, option available at the deadline. And we got to see how that played out uh, <laughs> when the Yankees acquired him. So um, I'm sure options are going to uh, reveal themselves at some point throughout the season. Um, but it, this one feels like a prime time to be just kind of blindsided or surprised by a random Braves press release saying Braves acquire so-and-so pitcher to upgrade rotation. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the Braves, well, the Braves foundation won't, won't benefit from that, but uh, the rotation <laughs> will at least. Unless they're kicking comp picks over to the Braves foundation. Who knows? Uh, you never know. Can't rule anything out with Anthopolis though. He's, he's the man of many surprises. Perfect time to talk about uh, Montez too, because I, I want to touch on the Yankees a little bit. Um, Montez today came out and said, uh, they asked him, <laughs> he talked about whether he was feeling hundred percent at last year's deadline when he went to the Yankees and he said, eh, 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 you know, I was less than hundred percent, I think. And I tried to pitch through it. Yeah, we know. Uh, thanks man. Really appreciate you giving everybody the heads up. Um, but, uh, the, the left field spot is up for grabs in the Bronx to start the year. It feels like it's Aaron Hicks's job to lose. It always has been. And Hicks confidently said that this week. I think what's so funny about this and why I want to talk about it a little bit is because it's Aaron Hicks, it's Oswaldo Cabrera, who they'd rather have as a super sub. They picked up Rafael Ortega this offseason from the Cubs. They picked up Willie Calhoun. Hicks is 5 for 15 with a bomb so far. He brought his hands up. He made a very specific adjustment to catch up the fastballs, and it's working so far. He went 98 the other day and tomahawked him in the right field seats, like down the line. We're seeing a lot of what we need to see from Hicks, but Cabrera has been great. Ortega has two homers and nine at bats and nobody on the Yankees has more hits this spring than Willie Calhoun. He's eight for 16 with a homer. So it's a position that I think a lot of Yankee fans thought was the absolute dregs and they were resigned to Hicks taking the job. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know if they trust Hicks, but he looks good. Everybody else looks good too. Uh, and Calhoun and Ortega are specifically out of options, I think. So there may be some decisions down the pipeline here. Uh, do you have any insight on this battle and the way it's surprisingly going pretty well? It is. And I was I was very vocal that the Yankees should end up pursuing a guy like David Peralta before he eventually signed with the Dodgers. I thought they should have pursued him or pursued a trade for Max Kepler or just went with a lot of or a few of the different options that were available either on the trade or free agent markets. And once again, small sample size, it's spring training, but Aaron Hicks has looked really good. Um, whether or not this is here to stay remains to be seen, but at least gives the Yankees and Aaron Boone some sort of confidence about the left field position. And, and having that depth throughout the organization, whether it's uh, Willie Calhoun or Rafael Ortega or just Oswaldo Cabrera, I mean, they got so many different people that they can play in the outfield or just anywhere. It gives Aaron Boone some flexibility to do different things with that uh, with that defensive structure. So um, Aaron Hicks exceeding expectations would be probably about the best thing that the Yankees could ask for. Um, that's why they extended him. Boy, was it a few years ago? Because they thought they thought that he could end up being that guy. Hasn't worked out that way, but who knows? Stranger things have happened, and um, the Yankees are certainly if they're going to hope to compete with the Astros they're going to need a surprise player to step up. And I don't know if there'd be any bigger surprise than Aaron Hicks. They're doing all sorts of hilarious things at camp. They started Aaron judge in left field today. Not sure what the significance of that is, but they wanted to get him some runs. So there he is. They moved Oswaldo Cabrera to center a position. He hadn't played 
at all, and he just came up with a diving catch probably 20 minutes ago. Ironically, as you'd have to expect, Max Kepler and Aaron Hicks so far this spring, the exact same batting line, both five for 15, both with a homer. As expected. Like, I actually, there's no way anybody could have ever expected that. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely crazy. But hey, you know what? Sometimes the best moves are the ones that you don't make. And who knows, maybe maybe keeping your Knicks was turns out to be the best thing that the Yankees do um, and giving him a chance. And uh, he's healthy, performing well early on. If he can stay healthy, who knows? Anything is possible. But um, I think if you talk anything, I've, I think if you talk to anybody with the Yankees, um, they would be beyond thrilled with what they've seen from Hicks so far. I just want to see you on that Fox Sports post-game stage after the World Series, giving the trophy to Aaron Hicks, saying, sometimes the best moves are the moves that you don't make. Congrats, Aaron. It's nice to see you. Oh, dude, I'll tell you. Well, if only I was the one who ends up handing those trophies out. I, I would say it just because I wouldn't want to let you down. Um, <laughs> but my goodness me, would that be cool? I'll be, in, I'll be in an excitement haze regardless, so I probably won't hear any of the words that you actually say in that scenario. But thank Big you. Friend. I appreciate that. Terrible. Yeah, you wouldn't even be listening to the own words that I say. I, th- I thought we were pals. I'd just be texting you exclamation points and and maybe the like guy breathing smoke out his nose emoji, which I usually use to mean let's go. I don't know how people actually use that unironically. Yeah, I'm like I I've actually never used that emoji before. I know like when somebody sends it to me, I, I know what it means, but yeah, it's I don't know. That's a that's one of the stranger ones. I use it like a bull blowing like steam out of his nose. Like, like, I don't know if that's the purpose, but that is what I do. Yeah. Um, and good afternoon, the King source. Good afternoon to you as well. Uh, yeah, he did drop a ball in the outfield the other day and then he got two hits. So um, that, the numbers don't lie. We shall see. Uh, speaking of the outfield, worth talking about the Dodgers as well. Uh, you and I have been all over the Dodgers just because it's a confounding roster at this point in time and they signed Jason Hayward on a lark all of a sudden he's somebody who many fans feel like they have to squeeze into the outfield James Outman is a top prospect who uh fans wanted to see get more run last year for some reason got demoted midseason and didn't really get the amount of opportunities that they thought he deserved last year and he's crushing to begin the season Trace Thompson feels like the odd man out, which is crazy to say after the season we watched him have off the scrap heap last year, add in potential infield reps for Chris Taylor in relief of Gavin Lux. And there are all sorts of moving parts here. Who do you feel like has a leg up on a roll at the Dodgers this year and who maybe gets left out in the cold? You know, it's, <laughs> if you would have asked me a few months ago, I would left, I would have left Jason Hayward off of that list, but he seems like a guy who has a shot to be like a, a he's going to, he's going to get at bats. He's going to get time. I don't know if it's like, um, I would imagine he's not going to start too much, but the Dodgers love what they've seen from him early on. And you've seen Freddie Freeman openly say anytime that he's been asked about Jason Hayward, he just gushes about him. Um, they've, they like what they've done. They've implemented a few tweaks and got some bad habits out of his swing. And so far, so good there. Um, having him off the bench in a leadership role, I mean, they benefited from that a couple of years ago with Albert Pools, obviously different players. Uh, but Hayward is just widely regarded as one of uh, the more classy and like well-regarded players in baseball. Uh, James Altman, um, 
as you said before, top prospect for the Dodgers, somebody or the Dodgers this year really wanted to maintain roster flexibility to give their young players an opportunity um, to get meaningful at bats and meaningful time uh, either on the mound or on the field. And Altman would to me, uh, fits that bill perfectly. So I think he'll end up getting a majority or a, a good amount of time, I should say. I don't want to say majority. Um, but I, I think Altman and, and Hayward are looking like two strong candidates right now. Uh, Fabian Ardaya, I shouted him out in the last podcast, but he wrote a nice story um, the other day on James Altman as well. So you should check that out on The Athletic. But um, those are two players that I'm keeping an eye on the Dodgers cap right now. Outman has been insane. And you, you, there, we talked about how tough it is to juggle, like find room for top prospects if you're the Dodgers, because the expectation is, oh, there's an all-star everywhere. So that's why it took Gavin Lux such a long time to climb into a starting role. And that's why it was so upsetting when he lost it with, uh, you know, an, an injury that probably was avoidable. Outman found that out firsthand last year too. He raked at AAA, he came up and raked, and the Dodgers are like, thank you for your service. Uh, go back to the minor leagues now. Enjoy Oklahoma City. Hope you like Bricktown. Uh, and this spring feels like, I don't know how you keep them off that opening day roster, but if there's anybody you can do it, it's the Dodgers because they always seem to do it. They always seem to do it. And I, I would, I'm never surprised by anything the Dodgers do. Um, but I, I think they have to at this point. And, and also, I, uh, I mentioned the other day, speaking to the Dodgers, um, I mentioned that I thought Jose Iglesias would be a good fit there. Turns out no interest. So um, you live and you learn sometimes, but I, I don't see that one happening. I love when you sometimes just bluntly put out a torch. Like, I thought Jose Iglesias would be a good fit. Turns out not even a little bit. Like, very harsh, <laughs> but sometimes we got to do it. Yeah, and like I, there's other teams that I know are are in on Jose Iglesias. I was asked not to reveal them. Um, that's kind of a tease by me. I apologize for that, but um, there is interest there from a couple of different teams, and I'm I'm curious to see exactly how that one shakes out. But there's one that's particularly kind of kind of surprising to me. Well, hopefully we are able to break that down in coming weeks in a, in an episode to follow. Um, there are a few teams with bear infield cupboards and there are a couple that are sort of overloaded the brewers are a team for me that i feel like is sort of uh at this point overflowing with options and i know you've got a lot of history with the brewers so you know uh how that organization functions but without colton wong uh willie adamas's long-term future suspect but short term he's a rock in that infield who else is absolutely going to start on opening day in those limited spots? Is, is it time for Bryce to rang? Is Mike Brasso making an impression? Utility man Brian Anderson, former Marlin, is now there and playing well. Luis Arias, does he still have a guaranteed spot on this team? Is he a trade candidate in the, in the Willie Adonis mold? I mean, what are we looking at here in Milwaukee? It is a glut of different uh, infielders here and. In and obviously, Willie Adamas is like entrenched as their shortstop, and then basically after that, it's it's a big question mark. And they have at, at third base, they can play Luis Urias, or they can go Brian Anderson. And when they signed Anderson, they had third base in mind for him, which is Urias's spot. Could they play him at second base? Sure, um, but I, I think the the I don't think the Brewers are going to be in a position where they're going to trade either of those guys. Um, they really like Urias, and they. 
they like him alongside Willie Adamas. Those two are best friends. And there was some belief when that trade happened that being a, out of shortstop could end up benefiting Urias in the short term and get him back on track. Cause he was a top, top prospect with the Padres um, a, a while back. And uh, they envisioned him being their shortstop. And once the Brewers moved him to third base, he benefited from that. Uh, Brousseau is, is surely going to have, a role on that team. I would imagine it's going to be off the bench or just like a, a utility role kind of thing. Um, but the Brewers, they have an embarrassment of riches. Like they have, a, they have a lot of different guys here. Um, and even at first base too, you have Roddy Telez and Luke Voigt. Um, I mean, Voigt can DH too, if he wants, but um, they have like, they love having um, versatility in that infield. They love having options and they have plenty of that. Plus we're also forgetting Keston here as well. Uh, who is who was supposed to be one of the best second basemen in baseball, but it has not panned out that way. Um, really weird what's happened. What's what's happened with him? But um, this is what council likes. This is what the front office wanted to do, and now it's council's job to like to make it work. But that's the thing with council is I've gotten to see it see it up close for years. He's really, really, really good at, at navigating this kind of thing and maximizing it. And um, so I have absolutely no doubt that'll be able to do it. Just it's a lot of people on, on paper and it's a lot of people in the dugout for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Luke Voigt, uh, people like that should be very happy. Thank their lucky stars. that They landed in a spot where they do have a manager who likes to maximize everybody's talent, find run for everybody. I completely forgot about Keston Yura. I didn't want to, I totally out of my mind. Yeah. It's, it's easy to forget him at this point of his career, but like the Brewers still think that there's something there. I just don't know where the heck it's going to be. Is it going to be, second base is it gonna be a first base is it gonna be in the outfield like what exactly is this going to look like uh, this is a huge year for for Kestner this is a make or break break year for him I think that's a very fair thing to say um, I don't I don't know what to expect there it's been he's shown a lot of promise early in his career and it just has not been the same since um, but you you know he's right when he's hitting it to center or to like the right center when he's doing that that's when he's locked in. So that's something to watch there with him. 115 OPS plus last year. And I barely even noticed that's kind of brutal. Uh, but yes, add Kesson here to that monster mix. Uh, and speaking of one final group that is certainly overloaded, the Chicago Cubs at third base, and they think they're building a team that can compete with the upper echelon in the NL central, the Brewers and Cardinals. They want them to watch their back. I don't know what the Cubs are going to do at third. They have some wildly disparate options here. Nick Madrigal needs a spot, could be there. Christopher Morrell is probably an outfielder first, and they've said they prioritize defense at third, which would seem to rule him out. Edwin Rios, you'd think same deal. They probably don't want Edwin Rios taking everyday reps there. Patrick Wisdom, same deal. feel like you can almost eliminate him from everyday reps if defense is paramount. But they've got all these power hitting third base options, and they've also got little Nick Madrigal. I can't seem to sort this one out either. No, that's a, that's another one that's a lot to him. And uh, and Madrigal, he's coming off of a year where he was basically hurt. What was it, the entire year? Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, that's it's a it's an important year for him. Um, the Cubs too. I, their, their middle infield defense, when it's all said and done, when you have Nico Horner and you have Dansby Swanson, you're looking at perhaps the best defensive middle infield in baseball. You, It's it's going to be kind of a similar mold, I think, with in terms of their infield with what the Brewers have, because as you said, they want to have, um, they want to like 
make sure their third base is good defensively, um, kind of like a run prevention unit at the Brewers call it, is play good defense, have a good pitching. Their offense, I mean, it's going to be make or break there. You have, uh, I also forget that Eric Hosmer is a Cub too. That's a, that's yeah. a really, that's an, that's an odd one to me. Um, but it, they've loved, they've loved Hosmer for years. They've wanted, they tried aggressively trading for him when he was with the Padres. Uh, just nothing panned out there. Um, yeah, Hosmer, you have Cody Bellinger, who's probably the biggest make or break candidate this, this year, um, signing a one-year deal with the Cubs. It's, uh, it's going to be really fascinating to watch. And they, as I mentioned before with their pitching, they've, they've upgraded. They signed Jamison Tyone. Um, they have Marcus Strom and Kyle Hendricks, kind of a question mark with his health. But um, they have the makings of an improved team, not a playoff team necessarily, but they're, the third base picture um, is a really interesting one. And specifically Edwin Rios, I thought that was a kind of a savvy signing. I liked him with the Dodgers. Um, I think he can do good things there, but um just a, another fascinating team in that NL Central. It's, that's going to be a very interesting division, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I always liked him with the Dodgers. As long as that shoulder is right, you know what you're getting from Edwin Rios. You're getting power. You're getting playoff experience. Uh, but it's just I just look at him and go third baseman. I don't know, starting third baseman? I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. But hey, you I never know. I, oh, sorry. I thought I had a text there. No. By the way, we 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 have finally figured out the dings on my my computer. By the way, I yeah I uh, yeah so I apologize for that. Whenever I'd have somebody text me my phone or my laptop, I go ding. Um, but Joanne, our, our lovely producer, uh, she figured it out for me. Um, so I, shout I, out to Joanne, absolute yeah, G. I can't believe I went twenty five minutes without congratulating you on that. I'm sorry, I completely yeah, forgot. I kid you not, I've gotten probably fifteen texts, and I've been waiting for the ding. I've been cringing and it hasn't done it I'm like yes so i had to give some love to joanne so thank you for that yeah I, yeah i and caught you a little bit of residual like blinking when you, you think you're going to hear the notification yeah it's just like um, it's mentally just ingrained in my head so um yeah, hopefully i can break that habit by the time i get out of vacation hopefully yes big vacation coming up next week we're going to keep rolling the show. I'll be here with some surprise guests, and I hope you enjoy and continue to tune in. Uh, there's no better time than now to subscribe to the Baseball Insiders. You can get all alerts when we're going live, which is going to be typically Mondays and Thursdays, 3.30 Eastern. You love the time. We love to give it to you. Um, going to be rotating folks in and out next week. Then Robert and I will be back the week after. And then it's only like 10 days till opening day, which is insane. And uh, we can't wait for you to follow the season along with us. Uh, I see ghosts in the comments, Red Sox, best team in baseball. They might be, they're undefeated in spring training. And and wouldn't you like to see how this works out? Wouldn't you like to come rub it in my face if they are the best team in baseball? Uh, no better time to subscribe. No, no better time to subscribe, but who would have thought getting rid of Xander Bogarts would actually be a good thing for the Red Sox. Um, yeah. That's not an actual take by me. I should clarify that. Major, major 2013 vibes when it's like, let's just get like five most mid free agents possible. And like, oh, look, they're all hitting 290 with power. Um, it's, it's a possibility. It's happened before. It, it has happened before. We even saw it with the Giants a couple of years ago when they won, what was it, like 107 games? They, they, to me, did not even seem like a 90-win team, let alone winning 107 games and beating the Dodgers. Well, I'm losing to the Dodgers in the postseason, but um, – yeah, while hey, who knows? Maybe the, I'll tell you if that ends up happening, I bet you Heim Bloom is going to crack open a cold one and just thoroughly enjoy that. That would be, yeah, yeah that would, I think that would make him feel pretty good. 
I think he's going to do that every day after every all offseason long if that happens. Uh, I always cite uh, when Red Sox fans complain about, you know, the Yankees getting too much luck or whatever. I just remind them that their World Series MVP in 2018 was Steve Pierce. It was it was Steve Pierce. Wow. Steve Pierce. That's a good shot on that way. Who's there was a he was traded at one point. Who did he get traded for? I, I want to say it was a I want to say it was like a, a relatively like decent name and i don't know we tracked the steve pierce tree he played everywhere in the al east he was an oriole yankee ray jay and red Sox. in addition to being an astro and a pirate he was he was like a pretty vaunted pirates prospect i didn't think i'd be on the steve pierce wikipedia today but at the same time yes i did i did think that i knew i would be and there you go by the way i figured out who it was it was santiago espinal and now he's an all-star with the blue jays um and actually, here's a little fun little tidbit is the guy who personally recommended um, Santiago Espinal in that trade for the Blue Jays. His name is Russ Bove or Bove. I can't I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, Russ Bove, he ended up leaving the organization recently for a prominent position with the Houston Astros. So there, there's there's that. There you go. little bit of a uh, James Click for uh, Russ Bove trade off going on there. Yeah. Hey, boy, that's, I like that. Yeah. I should have put that in a tweet. Sources tell me. Yeah. But I wasn't witty enough to do that. So that's, that's why you're you, Adam. (laughs) That's why, that's why you're you though. Knowing Santiago Espinal off the, off the dome before I even got to that section of the Wikipedia. Um, Shout out to Google. I Googled. I can't take credit for that. (laughs) Yeah. We're both good Googlers. Uh, sadly, uh, we, uh, we keep talking Red Sox for a little bit. Got a couple quick hitters to wrap up the show. And, uh, there are clear, there are a lot of opportunities in Boston and a lot of players this spring who, Hey, you don't, you don't go undefeated in spring training without a couple of unexpected people stepping up. Unfortunately, some of that has had to be done in the wake of Justin Turner, who was hit in the face by a pitch the other day. Uh, horrifying scene. Don't recommend the video. He is stable now in the hospital and tweeting it looks like it's just stitches and shock and he will eventually be back out there it doesn't seem like there's long-term damage um so we will see justin turner soon enough hopefully but in his wake are there going to be any red Sox who might get a chance to shine while he recovers i've got my eyes on bobby dahlbeck specifically who's been great again this spring yeah i think bobby dahlbeck is going to be in the prime beneficiary at least in the short term for that um but against right-handers i think you're looking at jaron duran um getting some time in left field um you can also look at yoshida as well um the guy that was widely regarded as probably the biggest overpay of the offseason red sox like what they've seen so far um so he's probably gonna be another beneficiary but i think an under the radar one for me rymel tapia uh, he signed a minor league contract with them. Kind of to my, my surprise, because it didn't feel like we we're in the minor league portion of the offseason um, when he eventually signed. But he signed to a uh, minor league deal. He was good last year. He put up solid numbers. Having him in the organization, I think, can help overcome that Turner injury. Uh, but I would not imagine he'll be out too long term, uh, but remains to be seen. But um so they have the, the Red Sox, they have internal options, but that being said, an external addition would not surprise me, but I think internal is more likely at this point. 
Yeah, uh, Duran and Tapia have been sort of key to this spring training performance. Again, it's just spring training. Who knows? But whenever you see them doing damage and putting up big innings, it feels like it's it's Tapia, it's Duran, it's uh, Sedan Rafaela. Their top prospect seems to always get inserted in the middle of games, and he's he's kicking off rallies in in the later innings. And yeah, Jorge Alfaro, uh, like you mentioned in the comments, uh, a lot of guys at the margins. Uh, spring training superstars. We'll see what role they end up playing for Boston this year. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Taking us over to Clearwater, uh, we talked the other day about Andrew Painter's uh, equally upsetting injury, potentially, um, and the Phillies are still not really releasing any detail there. It's it's sort of a bit nebulous. We're seeing, like, they're basically saying they want to get their ducks in a row before they make a statement. But what is definitive is people now saying he's out of the fifth starter race, but there's no concern for his long-term health. Was he in the fifth starter race to begin with? I mean, that doesn't, I feel like I, the, the latter part of that update is much more important to me. I never considered him in the fifth starter race from the jump. No, me neither. And he's what, 19? Yeah. The, no, that that to me would have been rushing him. Um, but obviously the, the Phillies like what they saw and he was set to debut at some point this season. And I can't imagine that's changed uh, barring the, the diagnosis of the injury once they release that. Um, but I don't think he was ever in the fifth starter race. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where that narrative came from. Maybe it's, I don't, I don't know at all, but I just, I could not see that being a possibility, especially even if he was healthy. Yeah, no, I don't think that's real. That was like the attached headline to the injury issue. Like he's officially out of the fifth starter race. And I was like, I think you and I are pretty settled that that was uh, not a real thing, but yeah, uh, best of luck to Andrew. No, ex- yeah, best of luck to Andrew. And I think, depending on when he comes back, he'll still be in a position where he can contribute later in the season, uh, whether it's a spot start or whether it's out of the bullpen. Uh, Cause you've seen some of these teams when they get one of their top prospect or top prospects up to the majors, they like putting them in the bullpen. I've watched the Brewers do that for years. They did that with Burns, Freddie Peralta, Woodruff, like, um, and other teams have implemented that strategy too. So I wonder if the Phillies could possibly do that to like, just get his feet wet. But um They'll have to figure that out once he eventually returns. And we still don't know when that'll be, but um, at least from all the reports that we've seen so far, it's not season ending, which here, here's another one too. Like I fully understand um, the Phillies not wanting to give an update on painters status until they get all the facts, but there's early signs of optimism that it won't be season ending. If you feel that way, do you, I feel like they should at least, give hints of that to the public just to like let fans not panic like they have. And I can't blame them for panicking. Cause when you hear silence like that, often it doesn't mean good news. Um, so I think the Phillies, if this is indeed not season ending, um, they could have handled it a little bit differently, but, um, but also wanting to get your, all your ducks in a row to make sure that you know what you're talking about or to make sure like you have an official diagnosis before you speak on it. I, I can understand that too, but um, it doesn't seem like it'll be that way though. 
Yeah, and, and we already talked on Monday saying the silence already felt too long at this point. Like, even on Monday, we were like, man, that's an awful lot of silence. And now it's been 48 hours later, and we still don't have definitive words. So uh, we will keep our eyes peeled for sure. Um, speaking of <laughs> maybe too potentially too much caution, maybe the right amount of caution, who knows? Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, their top prospect, Miguel Vargas, is going to play second base this year. That's out of position. He's a third baseman. He's played left field. We thought he might juggle those. We thought he might be Justin Turner's heir apparent when he left. Turns out he's going to play second base to start the season. And he's got a hairline fracture in his pinky. So no swings so far, but they want him to learn the position in the big league game. So instead of working on the backfields, Miguel Vargas is in spring training lineups with the Dodgers playing second base and playing it well. He's not swinging. He's not allowed to swing. All of his at-bats are either walks or strikeouts. And as of uh, this recording, he has a higher on-base percentage than Justin Turner this spring. He, has, he had four walks last I checked. I have never seen anything like this in my life. No, me neither. A guy who cannot swing the bat has a higher OB, or what is it, OPS and OBP than Justin Turner, J.D. Martinez, or whatever. Um, this is probably the most bizarre. It is the most bizarre statistic in spring training that I've ever heard in my life. Um, I'm, I'm very curious when he will start swinging a bat because that will be the biggest surprise of all time to whatever pitcher is pitching to him. And he's going to be just throwing a meatball right down the plate. All of a sudden he's just going to hit it 550 feet. Um, but it's, it's a unique strategy, uh, to say the least, um, it's working. It's clearly working. Um, yeah, I just only, yeah, I've seen some people complaining about it too. And just saying like, just do that on the backfield. Like, who can, it's spring training, loosen up. Um, yeah, it's, it's people just getting worked up for no reason. I, I, I don't, I don't get that. No, have a little fun. And, and you're not going to get game action on the backfield. That's the whole point of it. Uh, and also, if pitchers are going to throw them strikes, you take what they're giving you. Uh, according to your boy, Fabian Ardaya, he is not in the lineup on Wednesday night, but it's just rest. And he is supposedly going to swing a bat the next time he appears in an exhibition game. So this experiment might be over. But then again, like you ever have that recurring dream where you're trying to do something normal, like shoot a basketball, but your arms are just so heavy. You can't lift them. Like maybe he forgets how to swing. We just don't know. Maybe it's been too long. It's it's you got to think about it. You do got to think about it. It's, I, I swear Adam and I did not talk about this before the show today, um, but I I lifted chest and shoulders today at the gym and there's a basketball at my or basketball hoop at my gym. And I went to go shoot baskets and I could hardly lift up my arms over my head. That is being straight up serious. So the fact that you just mentioned that, like, I don't know if you got cameras watching me or what, but <laughs> much respect, Mr. Adam Weinerb. Not anymore. I don't have cameras yeah, watching anymore. Was... No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't know. Um, that's just, that's like my number one recurring nightmare. I've always had that where I'm just like holding a basketball and I can't get rid of it. And there's nothing I can do. I'm just standing on the court and I'm like, sorry, what's what a nightmare. Did? That's yeah, that, that's a that's a strange one to have, but hey, you know what? I I, I can't I can't judge. There's this is a judgment free podcast, is what it is. This has always been a judgment free podcast. Let Miguel Vargas have fun. Don't make him swing. Uh, before we wrap it up, I want to talk a little bit about extensions, uh, just because it seems like the Rays might be at it again. There was a pass and drop yesterday 
that said Curtis Mead, uh, their third baseman, Australian top prospect, futures game participant last year, is weighing the possibility of a pre-call-up extension with the Rays. Very Evan Longoria status. Uh, it's been a while. We haven't seen one of these in, in a while, like the Salvador Perez contract. The like, hey, that was a great September. Why don't you play here for the next nine years? Uh, and Curtis Mead is apparently weighing it. The Rays want to do this to as many players as they possibly can. Uh, reading winning isn't everything. The Astros tried to do this at the start of the Lunau administration. Like John Singleton bit hilariously and nobody else did. But if it, every team wants to try to get this done, uh, have you heard anything about the possibility of these super early extensions elsewhere throughout the league before the season starts? Yeah, I will say, starting with the one uh, that Passon mentioned the other day, Curtis Mead, I've learned when Passon and Rosenthal both tweet like that, that's usually a sign that a deal is close. So that is, I, I don't have any information. I have not, I have not heard anything there, but um, I guess I would watch that just because Passon, pa Passon doesn't say something unless it's happening. Um, I've learned that very quickly with him. So that's, that's one to watch. Um, there's been various other extension talks that have happened specifically with the Houston Astros. They've been very aggressive on that front. Uh, they've talked to Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez did not get much optimism about Tucker happening because they set a deadline here. Um, I think in the next 24 to 36 hours in that ballpark. Um, so I'm not getting my hopes up there. Framber Valdez is going to be a little, it's going to be complicated. I think it's more likely than Tucker, but not by a whole lot, um, but that was as of last night. So who knows there? Um, one that kind of caught me off guard that I had heard is uh, Corbin Carroll um, with the uh, Diamondbacks. I don't know that necessarily how likely that is. Um, I think that might just be a case of a team seeing what it would take to extend a player, but can never rule anything out, I guess. But um yeah, it's it's strange. It's been I've actually asked this question to numerous different executives throughout the league. It's like, have you noticed that contract extension talks are more prevalent now uh, than they were even a couple of years ago? And you get varying answer, varying answers of yes and no, uh, which that's not necessarily the most insightful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Some will tell you yes, others yeah. will tell you no. Oh, I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Yeah, but. Um, I, th I think what Alex Anthopoulos has done in Atlanta has really opened the eyes to a lot of different baseball executives around the league and wondering, hey, if it's possible or is it possible that we can do this here? And we've seen the Rays do it. We've seen the Astros do it. We've seen a lot of these teams do it. Um, another one that I'm curious to is Logan Webb with the Giants. I still think that's on the unlike on the unlikely side. Um, but, man, that rotation, when, when Kyle Harrison debuts having – Webb and Harrison, oh my goodness gracious, dear me, oh my, that is going to be the good stuff. Corbin Carroll might be my favorite player in baseball too already. Um, if he goes bust, uh, my baseball card collection is really going to have a, I'm, I'm going to need an alternate source of putting food on my table. Let's just say that. If Corbin yeah, that's why we have the baseball insiders. That's why we have a podcast and a video feed that you can subscribe to. It's possible you can do it. And every time you do it, it helps us out tremendously. It helps us bring you the content that uh, you desire and you deserve. We, we hope we're always bringing you that uh, twice a week, 3.30 Eastern time, Mondays and Thursdays typically. But we thank so many of you for joining us today, Wednesday at 3.30 Eastern time. Lively comment section. A lot of Boston flavor. Maybe let's get some of that out of there next time. Just kidding. I love you, <laughs> I see ghosts. 
Uh, undefeated, you can hang your hat on undefeated in strength training. Some people will tell you it means nothing. I think it means not zero things. It doesn't mean you're going to win the East, but it means not absolutely nothing. Uh, maybe it means something. Who knows? Yeah, it could mean something or it could mean nothing. It's, that's why you tune into the Baseball Insiders to find out. Uh, I'm writing that one down, too. There's a possibility that they'll be good and also a possibility they'll be bad. And we'll, we'll have yet to determine that uh, for sure. The comment section also blazing. I mean, it's worth – we're talking a lot about spring training. The World Baseball Classic is underway. It's here. There's competitive live baseball. It started at 11 o'clock Eastern time last night. I certainly watched the Netherlands – uh, play Cuba for about 40 minutes and then I fell asleep, but I will be watching more world baseball classic. The Dominican team is scrimmaging right now. That's still my team. I know I'm supposed to root for America, but I can't, I, I want to see this Dominican lineup get to the finals at least and get as much of a chance to showcase themselves as possible. Robert, how much would they have to pay you to pitch one full inning? You have to record three outs and you can't give up and there's no mercy rule against the Dominican, the Dominican WBC lineup. So I would do this for free because I think that'd be so sick, but I would ask them to pay for my new pants because there's a very strong chance that I would shit my pants doing that. That'd be <laughs> terrifying. Um, what about, what about you? Yeah, I would do it. I would do it for a small fee. I, I mean, I want a little bit of, you got to pay me for my time, but I would just do 200 bucks. Uh, Cause it's probably going to take an hour. I'm probably not gonna, unless they're just so thrown off by the low velo that they're like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Uh, but I would just ask, Get me the most powerful L screen in the known universe, like titanium, bolt it to the ground. That thing is not moving. I honestly might pitch from behind a window and like throw my arm out the corner and duck back. Uh, we got to minimize potential facial damage there. Uh, as long as you secure my safety, I'll do it just for time and a half. Hey, you know what? I respect that about you. That's the, the having the window glass in front of you is probably a good call because I am I have taken a liner off the head before, and I can tell you, not fun, not fun at all. Never happened to me. I took a throw off the head in high school uh, from somebody who I still hate. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I went to the hospital for that. So I can't imagine taking a liner off the dome. No, that's one where I was knocked out and I woke up in that. I woke up in the ambulance and it turns out it happened right before school. And I was pitching to my best friend, Peter Yang still. And I, I love the guy with all my heart. It didn't change my thoughts about him, but yeah, I took a liner off the head, and I had a huge welt in my forehead, and I had the seams imprinted on my forehead, too. So you got to imagine people probably thought I was an alien, but um, no, we're, I, I, thankfully, I've, I've recovered from that, but that was that was a tough time. Whatever it did to your brain chemistry, it turns you into a great podcaster and writer. Uh, Robert, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining me. Yes? No, I, I appreciate you. That's uh, What a guy. A man of the people. I appreciate you as well, of course. And another great episode. Thanks, everybody, in the comments. Thanks, all the viewers, for joining us at 3.30 Eastern. Like I said, Mondays, Thursdays, we'll be here all off-season, all season long, and mixing things up a little bit next week. Robert, have a good vacation, man, and uh, I appreciate you as always. I appreciate you as always, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in and uh, feeding into my Chipotle addiction. I, I could not do it without you. I genuinely could not. We're doing three burritos tonight. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.